Oh my. A mess. A literal mess. Sam. So we had an idea and we were going to pop a bottle of champagne for the intro. And Sam popped the bottle before I recorded. So listen to the bubble. Anyway. (laughs) I am so sorry. No worries. Well. The bubbly is popped. Yes. We popped a bottle of champagne and this bottle is being popped for not only one reason, but two reasons today. The first one being that we are officially going to be posting podcast episodes weekly to be determined on what day. (laughs) We might just go with the flow on this. And the second reason as to why we are popping a bottle of champagne is because we have a sponsor for our podcast already. And so I'm going to let Sam take it over and let tell you guys a little bit about our sponsor. Yeah, guys, our sponsor is 3XG Media in Richmond, Virginia. It is a national, nationwide marketing company. Uh, marketing management, digital advertising, uh, videography, you name it, uh, they can do it. So feel free to check out 3XG Media and um, our sponsor's owner is um, Broderick Thomas and Broderick Thomas is pretty awesome and we'll definitely have him on an episode here pretty soon so we can kind of tell you a little bit about it. But uh, yeah, we really appreciate 3XG Media in supporting us and and looking to the future with us. Yeah, shout out to 3XG Media. Woo. 3XG. <laughs> Good team. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Um, again, I want to apologize for the popping of the bottle a little predetermined. <laughs> We've been waiting to pop this bottle of champagne for weeks. We got excited. Sam I, got a little <laughs> too ahead of herself. <laughs> so with the subject we're going to talk about today, you'll know I don't have a lot of experience with alcohol, so I was a little bit nervous about popping the bottle, so I wanted to like really get a grasp on it and make sure I knew what I was doing. And it just popped much easier than I thought it was. I thought, mm, I'll loosen it a little. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Yes. So with that being said, today's episode is going to be about partying and alcohol yes. and how to get out of partying and what it's like to not really be a partier from the get-go anyway. Yes. Yeah. So. Party in. Yeah, party in. We are in. Yeah. So. I'm going to touch a little base about this. In high school, I was definitely way more occupied about my social life and my social hierarchy. If How long ago was high school for you again? I graduated in 2017, so uh, it'll be three years in June. Wow, yeah, so you're much more close. I'm, I feel so detached from... Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. But it wasn't even more so, like, it wasn't like I was like obsessed with my hierarchy it was that I wanted everyone to like me and so I would go to parties and like be super social and just get like (laughs) hammered and it just wasn't I did not feel fulfilled from it at all so it really started I want to say when I got my license I had a really good friend of mine who we did everything together we went everywhere together and honestly I had some really good memories with her Mm -hmm. We ran from cops several times. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, oh actually, gosh. one time I went to a party, and I was out in um, Chesterfield, which is also known as Arrestafield, if you oh. are familiar with Virginia. And um, I just had some 
inner intuition feeling that something was going to happen and that the cops were going to show up so i bounced and i had not been drinking that my night actually i was i was right what my goody two shoes heart that is i grew that? up with my morals in west virginia and ohio they are melting away right now. Yeah, so <laughs> I was, like, probably 16 at this point, and oh, I went to a house party. It was what someone would classify to be, like, a rager. <laughs> and, and um, you know, it was in a neighborhood, kind of like the one that you live in. Homes were really close to each other, a bunch of cars lined up in front of the house. Question really quick. Yeah, what's up? Was it, like, a neighborhood, like... A- like a cul-de-sac, like a really nice neighborhood, or was it like, because uh, I don't know this area as well right now, when I think Chesterfield, I think a little bit country, but like not the country I know, mm-mm. like I think like still well-off country, like right. where were you, like explain more like, area. Okay, so it was more like literally like the neighborhood that you live in, like two to three bedroom homes, it was a two-story house, um, okay. There was a pretty decent-sized backyard. Neighbors hence, pretty close together? Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. Like, neighbors were pretty Dangerous close. territory. General. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I go to this party, and I'm, you know, I'm having a good time with my friends. And I was I was actually the designated DD that night. And um, You just got your license. Right? Yeah, I had, like, just... Jesus. Oh, no, like, I was going out to parties. I think the first time I went to a party, I was 14, 15 maybe yeah I actually my best friend to this day Chris shout out to you he actually saved my life that night good work Chris yes no seriously um a a, not a super touchy topic but definitely a topic that um not a lot of people know about me the first time I actually ever went to a party this is kind of why I have a little bit of trust issues um a senior boy had basically like lured me in and told me that um he wanted a sweatshirt out of his car and the next thing I knew I was like locked in this car with a like yeah with like a six foot guy like how old were you like 14 or 15 maybe unacceptable yeah and so my best friend Chris noticed I was gone within like the three minutes three to five minutes I was gone noticed it and bolted to me somehow found me and literally saved my mental health hashtag shout out to chris yeah exactly that's what i'm saying so (laughs) shout out to you christopher you know who you are um yeah so that actually i don't know why that made (laughs) yeah no not even that it's like i don't know why that made me not want to go out and party from like that being my first real experience and then going to school that following monday and people being like oh she hooked up with a senior she's a freshman and like no one really knew the true story of like what really happened that didn't deter you from partying is what you're saying yeah i don't know why it didn't it was like i guess you cared more about the social aspect i no, i did i definitely did they may have been talking sort of negatively but at least they were talking yeah, yeah, any I mean, any, pl- any publicity is free publicity, yeah, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that just correlates to a lot of different like social. A little bit of negative, you know, attention than because you can turn it around to be positive, but the attention's still on you versus yeah. being completely invisible. Exactly, and, and, a lot of people and with that. that's what I mean by like being like I kind of cared a lot about my like hierarchy in high school. Is like I wanted to be known. I wanted to be liked. I didn't want to be like queen bitch or anything like that but I wanted to be yeah I wanted to matter exactly I think any high school girl wants to matter yeah exactly I think any high school high school girl wants to matter I think guys are oh absolutely like so many they play it off like they're not but no 100% exactly people want to matter so you know I um 
<laughs> so back to the night in um, yes. Chesterfield, arrest the field. So um, <sighs> we were just like out partying and, you know, the, it had gotten, it was probably like 10, 1030 at this point, And I just had like some feeling that cops were going to show up. And so I like nudged my friend Kayla and I was like, hey. I think the cops might show up. I'm driving and I haven't drank, so I'm going to bounce. You're staying with me tonight, so like you're kind of obligated to come with me. And she's like, no, I don't know if I want to leave yet. And I was like, no, I'm leaving. And I kid you not. No, 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 no. She came with me. I would never leave. I mean, I say I'm going to leave you, but I would never leave. Like, no man left behind. If you're my friend, like, I I would not do that. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, at the end of the day, I care about my future. And if you want to stay here and be drunk, and you don't want to come with me when I'm sober, I'm sorry. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs> like, no, anyway. Wanna, I'll try. Yeah. But. No. And yeah. so, um, I just got this feeling, and I decided, and I gathered, like, my troop that was with me, and I was responsible for driving. I was like, all right, we're leaving. Mom. And I kid you not, five minutes later, I get a call from my friend in a panic, like, where are you? The cops are here. I'm in a bush right now. Like, I ran out of the house, and I was like, oh, I yeeted out of there. A bush? Yes. And so, actually, I have, like, I had a few incidences with, uh, you know, the cops. I've been detained a few. Yeah. I've never been arrested. I've been detained. Yeah, I've been detained, actually, by... In high school? Um... No, it was when I would be, like, considered a freshman in um, college, but it was during my gap year. But, yeah, I was detained twice in the span of one week. That's a story. Actually, I... Yeah, so actually... um, Tell it. Yeah, so I went to go visit my best friend Avery at Longwood, and this was the weekend of her birthday, and we went to a frat party. (laughs) And um, the neighbor next door actually was selling drugs to students at Longwood, And so the smells of the paraphernalia was like, you know, just all around the streets and the cops came and the guy actually that was like at fault for it used to work on cop cars. So they didn't go to his house. So they went to the frat house and they've got everyone out of the house and they lined us all up and they were like, you guys are currently detained. You guys cannot go anywhere. If anyone has anything on them, tell us right now or we're going to charge all of you guys for XYZ. And so a few people came forward and those people got charged that night. And, you know, my friend Avery and I didn't have anything on us. So, you know, we didn't get in any trouble that night. And then the second time, I need to pick up some stuff. And, you know, we obviously thought nothing of it. It was actually on Valentine's Day. Hey, <laughs> and, um, yeah, right. <laughs> and so we pull into the house and I kid you not, four cop cars behind us like swarm into the um driveway and the lights are on and they're like who are you like get out of the car da da da, da. and so like I stay in the car <sighs> I did not get out of the car because when I wasn't driving too it wasn't my property I really had nothing to do with the situation and I didn't really think that it was like as bad as it could have been you know yeah, what I mean right. so like I was just sitting in the passenger like in the back seat and so they're like being questioned or whatever and they're like talking to them and I eventually like after about 10 5 10 minutes I think to myself like okay I should probably get out of the car and you know make them aware that I'm here so then it doesn't turn into this whole thing so I get out of like them to think you're hiding exactly exactly so that's exactly why I got out of the car and they were like whoa when have you been here and I was like oh I've just been in the car you know I'm like not I didn't think that this was like applicable to me 
I thought it may have just been like best if I'd stayed in the car but um here's my license I just like I had my ID ready because I knew that they had asked them for their ID so I just like had my ID ready showed it to them and they were like okay da 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 we have to like do some things and we actually all ended up getting put into handcuffs <gasps> all sat in Johanna. the <laughs> we all ended up sitting in the front seat of cop cars all individual we were all separated and I actually heard on the intercom of like the county police station we have three subjects in custody currently two females one male <laughs> and awaiting yeah and so i was just making small talk with the cops and act like the cop and you know i didn't you know Kissing i ass no not it. even not mm-hmm. even just like talking to him because the thing is like i didn't have anything to hide i wasn't but guilty the thing, of anything though, is that it's, like it doesn't it's wrong place wrong time it exactly who you are it doesn't exactly matter especially when you're that young if you're around the wrong crowd, it can get you into some trouble that you never Absolutely. expected. So that's where the danger comes in. Yeah. Ugh. No kidding. So <laughs> So with that being said, um, you know, we ended up um, being released because the, um, the guy's father had agreed that because there were two girls who had nothing to do with the situation, if he were to press charges on his son for trespassing, yeah, he would have also had to have pressed it on to... Thank God for the dad, am I right? Yeah, seriously, like, shout out. Yeah, shout out to that man. I've never met him before. Hashtag go Chris, hashtag go dad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, yeah, wrong place, wrong time, and I actually got pulled over by one of the cops that was there, and I was like, oh my gosh, I know you, and he was like, what, where, and I was like, oh, at this person's house, and he was like, I don't remember that, I was like, oh, neither do I, and I was like, you know what, it's okay, and he was like, all right, well, have a good night, and he just let me go. That's great. Yeah. I'm so happy that went the it, right way. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was just kind of like a state of panic, and I was like, oh, I've seen you before, but um, yeah, so that, like, after that like, you know, being detained twice in two weeks, I mean, not even two weeks, one week, it literally was, like, a week apart, I think I was detained on Saturday with Avery, and then Friday, I think, was Valentine's Day that year, or, like, a weekday, it, it was a weekday, or some. I don't remember exactly, but, like, literally the span of a week, and so, at that point, I had came back from my gap year, which we'll talk about, like, at another time, yeah, and, I was, like, going to colleges every weekend because I wasn't enrolled in a university, and I was just, like, really, yeah, and I was just, like, really, like, getting exposed to, like, college life, and then I was also seeing this really toxic guy that definitely had an alcohol problem, and that definitely, like, correlated into a lot of my partying, and I just woke up one day, and I was like, you know what? This isn't fun. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be this person. Uh, What am I getting out of this? Because essentially, at the end of the day, no one cares if you go to the party or not. Well, (laughs) I have something to say about that. Yeah? So let me tell you a little bit about my background, because I am, like, almost polar opposite. So um, my parents were alcoholics. So automatically, it deterred me from thinking that alcohol is something that is fun. Yeah. Um, now I know at my age that it can be in strides. In moderation. Yeah, moderation. <laughs> but um, with my parents being alcoholics, it put a lot, and growing up in a very small town, it put a lot of weight on my shoulders as to who was going to carry the family name, name and fix it. Yeah. Right? So we were already, you know disgraced 
as a family. Mm. My dad was in the military, gone for many years, deployed, and his civilian job was a detective, and we grew up in a small town. So mm. if you know anything about rural Ohio or West Virginia, you know <laughs> that people take those positions of power very seriously. Military is held to a high esteem as well as being a cop. Um, and he was both. So he had, you know, a lot of weight on his shoulders to begin with. Yeah. Um, I won't get too much into my family history, but, um, you know, when he got back from Iraq, things were not the same. And obviously he turned to alcohol to cope with it. Mm -hmm. And when my mother was feeling detached from her husband and not knowing what was going on, she turned to alcohol in order for them to have a connection. So they were both... You know, it was just spiraling down the path of alcoholism. So I ended up, long story short, I ended up living with my grandparents and and they raised me after, you know, from I think 11 years on, they they raised me and, you know, I always put it on myself to be the good example. No matter what my other siblings did or no matter what people thought, what was in the news about my parents, what people were whispering about on the streets, it caused a lot of anxiety for me. Mm-hmm. And I always told myself that I was going to be 10 times better, that yeah. I had a point to prove. So, you know, I obviously wasn't popular in high school. I was one of those people that was, you know, I meshed with every crowd. I was able to talk to the people who isolated themselves I was also able to talk to the jocks. I was also able to talk to theater. Mm-hmm. You know, I meshed with everybody because I cared about humanity yeah. and I wanted to share that love. And, you know, I like to say that I didn't stress too much on the social, but obviously it caused a lot of anxiety for me right. because I started to realize that as I got older that the only way to stay connected to these people is to grow with them and go to these parties. Yeah, That's what I felt. I felt pressured. So I never really went out a lot. But what I ended up doing, this is, you'll laugh at this. I think I might have touched on this before. So as I got a little bit older, I was maybe 17, 16, 17, going into my junior, senior year of high school. I can't even remember at this point, but I had some close friends, right? And they were also people who meshed with others, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I had my friend Brennan. I had my friend Alyssa. Shout out to Alyssa. She was my OG from day one. My friend Morgan. Like, they were great, and they meshed, and they only loved me for who I was, as crazy as I was and as crazy as I still am, you know? They took into account that my last name had some damage to it, Mm -hmm. but loved me anyway. So, mad respect to them. Yeah, those are some good friends. Right. Those are the ones you have to hang on to. Still to this day, like, I love all of them so much. My friend Phoebe also, so don't want to leave anybody out. Yeah. But, um... All of them, like, kind of came together, and and they were, like, my support system. They were my friends. And we started to decide that, okay, we're together on Friday nights playing pool in Brennan's basement, like, super innocent when everybody else is out riding four-wheelers and getting hammered and doing their thing, you know? (laughs) And we're like, okay, how do we, like, bring both sides together? How do we, like, end up leaving a legacy, you know? Because there is a lot of social stress. There shouldn't be, but there is, and especially during that time. Yeah. So my family owns a lot of property. My grandpa owns an oil business and a lot of property. But the property's in the middle of nowhere (laughs) so sorry grandma and grandpa if you ever hear this I doubt you will (laughs) but um we started having pond parties (laughs) and if anyone from high school is listening right now thank you so much for being part of this journey in my life because (laughs) the pond parties are where it's at 
Now, so would you guys just like gather by a pond and get hammered? Sort of, but here's the kicker right here. All okay, right, I'm ready. So this is where my you know West Virginia my hick comes. Your in. country girl. My country hick girl comes in. <laughs> I like to hide and suppress with my beautiful speech patterns. Yeah, no, I'm a hick girl at heart. Right, I grew up on a farm in the middle of Ohio. Like, <laughs> but so we had this property that was maybe for, for my grandparents. I would probably say about three, four miles into the middle of the wilderness on a dirt road, middle of nowhere. So there's really no fear of cops, right? Because no one goes there anywhere. There's no cell phone service. Oh wow! You literally pull up down this dirt road, then you go down this weird like gravel driveway, and then there's a gate. Mm-hmm. I had a key. My grandparents gave it to me to go fishing with my friends because I would take them fishing for fun. Right. But then as we got older, we were like, okay, we're going to do a little bit more than fishing, right? Right. (laughs) So we would unlock the gate, and I would literally have everyone meet me at one particular time because they started to know where it was. And all my hick friends and people from different social backgrounds, not huge. Again, not huge. I never invited people that were just in it for the clout. I only invited people that I felt safe with. So you know, slightly responsible on my part, but still underage, illegal, whatever. (laughs) So we would all drive the trucks because we would park the cars that couldn't make it at the bottom and then hop into everybody's trucks. And like do like ride-alongs and whatnot. Yeah, and we drive the rest (laughs) away. So then another mile from the gate into the middle of the woods on this weird dirt path, like I kid you not, it was like a four-wheeler path wide. We would drive these trucks like through the mud, through the grit, and all of a sudden you would come upon this clearing. I kid you not, it's, most, it's so beautiful. I'll have to take you there sometime. Yeah. It's I a clearing, wait. and it has the most beautiful, huge pond you've ever seen, and it's private property. Mm-hmm. No one goes there. So my grandparents, um, they would occasionally, they'll mow it and keep it, like, kept, because we would go there fishing as a family, but right. it was this beautiful open clearing no one's using. So we'd all park our, our trucks, back them up towards the pond, start a fire, <laughs> and everyone would sit in the bed of the trucks, and they would crack open beers, and... We would have a fire going, and we would fish in the middle of the night and listen to country music. And we had friends who, like, there's something about growing up in the country where you don't have a lot of social media because, really, you don't have a lot of internet, and you're kind of detached from Mm -hmm. a lot of pop culture, Yeah, which is why I don't really resonate with a lot of it. It's just because of the way I grew up. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an iPhone until I was a senior in high school. Right. Instagram wasn't a thing for me. Right. And that wasn't that long ago. It's just <laughs> I've had an Instagram since I was in middle school. That's the thing is like it's crazy. Even growing up in an age with technology, people completely like don't realize that people in rural areas don't care about that stuff still. Yeah, they don't have access to it the same way. Yeah. In America, bigger cities and subdivisions, they might have access to it, but we can't afford those kinds of phones. We don't have service. People don't want to build a tower in the middle of nowhere in order to pick up cell phone service. Right. It's a rarity, and it's a luxury. That you can that you have to pay for right so uh, off of that you know we would back up our trucks and we would start these fires and we'd call them the pond parties you know we'd go to <laughs> sam's pond right so we'd be fishing <laughs> in the dark they would only be drinking like bush heavy like nasty <laughs> beers and oh i hate beer like oh i cannot what? stand it oh girl especially because of these situations they would be drinking bush heavy or miller lot whatever it was and we're hanging out and things started to get a little bit weird. In the middle of the night, people would start getting a little bit drunk, and they would take a four-wheeler ride through the woods, come back with a bunch of critters. Hey, we hunted down this coyote. Oh, Lord. Sh- like, we got some possums on the back of the back of the truck. You want to fry them up? No, we do not. We are not doing <laughs> I that. I am okay. I'm good. Um, but, yeah, it was, as much as it was still partying, quote-unquote, it was so much more chill. Yeah. It was with safe people, and we would just drink and 
and my friends knew how to play music because they didn't have social media. Right. So everyone would be playing fiddles and guitars, like the old backwoods bluegrass stuff. Oh, that stuff. sounds like such an experience. It is. It, yeah. Girl, you, people meet me and they don't realize that's that's my upbringing. Right. And, and I sit down and, the, and people are playing, you know, the guitar. People are singing. People are relaxing, drinking a beer, fishing, hanging out. And that was our wild time. And I kid you not, things did get a little wild occasionally. <laughs> I remember uh, after prom, junior junior. Yeah, after prom junior year, Joe, girl, I got to tell this story, all right? Tell it. I also have, like, literally, like, only been in love with the same person since I was, like, 12 years old. Right. Who she currently lives with. Correct. I live with now. Goals. (laughs) Hashtag love. So, um... Love is real. I was at this point in my life, though, like, we hadn't dated or anything like that. We were kind of, like, a little bit distanced from one another. Everyone's older. Yeah, he's older. So everyone else had boyfriends and was doing their thing. And again, I felt the societal pressure to like fit in because I wanted to matter. I wanted to leave a legacy for my family. Right. You know, the, like the name that was like ruined. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do it in a classy way. Sort right. of classy. If you, classy for a hick. Pond parties. <laughs> Pond parties. But um, so I remember my best friend, Alyssa, who I mentioned earlier, and shout out to her if she ever listens to this because I love her and we have moved on from this. But <laughs> a little bit of grit into the story. I remember being at this party at, uh, you know, uh, junior year after prom, and um, I just was never interested in boys because I'd always just... Had that one person that in That one mind. person in, in yeah. my head. Like, I felt this sto- like this fairy tale that I needed to finish one day. And I wasn't, I didn't feel mature enough, and it just didn't matter to me. But I felt like it needed to, because everybody else had boyfriends, and I didn't. And I felt like a noob. <laughs> you know, I felt like a loser. Loser. So, <laughs> yeah. So, as much as, you know, girls, if you're listening, like, you're not a loser based off of who you date, when you date them, whatever. No. But I still felt the societal pressure. Anyway. <laughs> so, I'm sitting there, and I'm with a bunch of my friends, and... A little bit tippy Sam, who doesn't drink much, it was probably one beer, I decide to just start flirting with my other friend. I'm not going to mention his name. He's like, I think like married the baby now. But this friend of ours, you know, you could label him as a hick as well. But, you know, country boy, super kind, super nice, a close friend of ours. Right. I just started flirting with and hanging out with and just doing my best to like hang out with this kid. But tippy Sam forgot to realize that this guy was Alyssa's crush. <gasps> Sam. I was a terrible friend. The audacity. And it haunted me into senior year because I tried too hard. Yeah. And and it caused some it caused some issues with my closest friend. Yeah. You know? It, it's not like they dated or anything. I didn't cross any lines in that sense, but like someone who has been with me through it all, who was right there supported my crappy pond parties like knew that I didn't want to do anything too crazy she was also grew up in a house that was like kind of more strict um in terms of what she was allowed to do when she was allowed to be out right so and I like kind of betrayed her in going for her crush you know and that's probably the most scandalous thing Sam has ever done (laughs) so that's why I'm mentioning it because that's the most and you know I'm all over this guy and I remember at the end of it we were fighting at the end of the night, we were all a little bit drunk, and we were, and Alyssa and I were fighting, and I look back at it now, I'm like, damn, Sam, like, why, 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 so stupid. Right. We obviously grew, you know, up and, like, moved on from the situation, but, you know, pawn parties really brought, I think, the worst out in me, as much as they weren't as crazy as maybe some experience you had. <laughs> we all had a lot of fun, and some of right. my best memories have to do with 
just going out there and being ourselves. Right. But then the societal pressures took these pond parties where we would all hang out to, and it would manifest into my anxiety about having to be more than I was supposed to be. Right. And that's where I overstepped and I went for this guy that my best friend liked because I felt these societal pressures to be that person, be somebody else. Yeah. You know, I wanted, I wanted to have that clout and yeah, you wanted like, the, and it blew up in my face too. Like it, when I got into school, does. my closest friends, my senior year, right, right before we started, Phoebe, Brennan, you name it. Everyone was kind of distancing themselves from me because I went psycho. I lost it. Like, because I was like, you know what? Yeah. You don't, you didn't even date him. Like blah, 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 blah. And I was trying to be someone else. I wasn't, but those people love me for who I was, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then moving on from that. Right, your experiences with the law are crazy. So that's yeah. I don't think I've ever told you about those. That's one of my crazy stories. But on top of that, after that night when things were crazy heated, Alyssa was supposed to like stay the night at my house or whatever. Um, That was her cover. Well, we were all sleeping in the trucks together, (laughs) like the bed of the trucks, and I went to sleep with this guy in the back of the car. Right? (laughs) Woo! Scandalous. But here's the thing. My father, military ex-veteran, terrifying man. No one ever goes to these ponds, dude. I don't know why. That was the morning he chose to show up. No way. But there was beer cans floating in the pond. Yes. Just everywhere. I mean, once again, from what you experience, it's Mm -hmm. not the same intensity. Right. It's a couple beers and friends camping and fishing. But... For us, it's like, ooh, it's crazy. This was a rager in the right. middle of the pond in the woods. My dad shows up with one of his buddies because they're looking to go fishing hu- or hunting. I don't know. Sorry, hunters, but is it turkey hunting? I don't know what happens in the springtime. Like I think it hunt. is hunt, um, turkey hunting. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but he was he's getting his friends together, kind of scout out turkey hunting or fishing, some sort of outdoor sport. And he shows up and sees all the trucks and he starts shouting and everyone's hungover but me because I really didn't drink that much. And he's like, Samantha Nicole, where are you? And I'm like, oh crap. I crawled out of the back of the car and then this guy followed after me. (gasps) Oh no! (laughs) But you know, and it wasn't like that crazy, but like it can be perceived as that crazy. I'm like, oh my God, maybe this is what I asked for. Yeah. And my dad's like, what are you doing? There's beer cans in the pond everywhere and blah, blah, blah. He made me wake up. Well, he did too. Wake up every single person in every truck. He lined up all the boys and was like, you're going to sit here and you're going to clean up every single beer can that's floating in the water. You're going to clean up this mess and you're going to get out of here before I tell on you. So we all scrammed. <laughs> Anyone go swimming? <laughs> yup. He made them hop into the pond and wait in that water. He's like, boys, get up there to your knickers and hop in there and grab those beer cans. Oh, my. And just start cleaning stuff up. And my right. dad, I'm sure he felt awkward about the situation. So the only thing yeah, he had to do was Yeah, but you have to stand rage. your ground as right? a parent. But, I mean, he really wasn't – he couldn't step too far because he really wasn't a parent at that point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He was just kind of on the sideline because my grandparents were raising me. But right. at the same time, I will respect my father because he didn't say anything to anybody. He just wanted to make sure the mess was clean and that we got home safely. Yeah. So mad respect, Mark. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we cleaned up and whatever. That was one of our biggest raging pond parties and we got sort of caught. So that's yeah. the closest thing to danger that, that we had. But An incident with your dad. Yeah, to spin off of what you said with, like, the, like, being able to get along with almost everybody yeah. in, like, any social aspect. I was, I was pretty much like that during my high school experience, but... 
I will say I did associate myself with people who did not have the best reputations, and that definitely correlated into, like, my reputation. And then, um, briefly over it, because I think that this could be a completely different episode, but my end of my junior year of high school, I sat down at the lunch table, and I had... I was sitting with, like, four, I think it was, like, a group of, like, 10 or 11 girls, and I have nothing against these girls today. Really, I hope that they're all doing well now, mm-hmm. but, um... These are the mean girl group, honey. Yeah, exactly, and they that's kind of what I was in. Like, I was friends with the cheerleaders, and, like, they were also the girls that were, not all of them, but, you know, some of them and some guys, too, they were the reason in middle school as to why I was forced to go into therapy and yeah. the reason why I was forced to yeah. have to talk yes. about things with... Every girl has been to therapy because of other women in their oh, life. Oh, absolutely, and like, women need to support each other, and that's also just a whole nother episode in itself. Yeah. But needless to say, I sat down at the lunch table one day, and I came to my friends, and I was like, guys, I think I know what I want to do for my career... I want to go and be either a dental hygienist or a dentist, and which is not what I do right, today. Right, but you were but, excited nonetheless. Yeah, you know? I had like maybe found... you would have done it if you had some support. Exactly, <laughs> and the thing is, like, I worked in a dental office and I worked as a dental assistant for about a year, and I realized that just wasn't the path that I wanted to take. But needless to say, I sat down oh, at the lunch fun. table. I told my friends what I wanted to do, friends and quotes. yeah, quote unquote friends, and they responded with, "Ew." why would you want to be in people's mouths all day? That's gross. And I was so shook by that. And I was meeting people from other schools. And at that time, I had um, really solidified my friendship with my best friend to this day, Avery. And I just thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I know that if I were to have told Avery that I knew what I wanted to do with my life, she would have supported me, would have been really excited for me. And that wasn't the reaction that I got from those girls. So my junior year, I decided to just ditch them. Yeah, so spinning off of that, all right, I'll tell a little bit about, like, my experience a little Mm -hmm. bit with Mean Girls. Maybe we can do a whole segment on that. I'd love to. Yeah, but I don't think you realize you're older, like, my age. I am 20, almost 24, um, that you need to keep... Only, you only have a select few people that you need to keep close. Yeah. When you're in high school... Everyone's close. Everyone. To a degree. You try. Yeah. Because you care so much about these layers and this and societal pressure and yep. the image and the Reputation blah, 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 blah. And We've all seen every high school drama on TV ever. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's true somewhat. Now, growing up, growing up in a small town, things weren't really split at, between sports players and this and that. Where I grew up, it was more along the lines of, what's your last name? Yeah. And what, like, your whole family history from the beginning of time yeah. affected who you were. Yeah, and it was kind of like that where I went to high school because my graduating class was only 120-something kids. I had, like, less than 50 people. Yeah, that's crazy. Less. That's I, I, crazy. I think people that showed up to graduation, maybe 35. That's crazy. Exactly. And those are the people you go to school with from preschool on and you're learning everything about them from the beginning of time yeah and their families yeah the reason so my friend Alyssa right that I mentioned mm. so we weren't even allowed to really hang out when I was in middle school because, because of your last name or so she I won't like mention last names and all that but her dad was also a, like a cop mm. and my dad and her dad went to high school together mm-hmm. and they had beef I won't get into all their beat because I don't know the details, so I don't want to, like, spin it in a different way. I'm sure no one of their age is going to listen to this. But, yeah. essentially, 
my dad had a crush on his girlfriend or something, and they always just were always competing against each other, you know, back in, like, the 80s when, you know, that's what you did. Who yeah. had a clout, who was a jock, whatever. <laughs> and they always hated each other. And then to see that my dad went down the wrong path after the military and went through all these hardships and her dad continued to grow only made him, her dad, like, solidified in... I'm better than he's him. He's better, and then yeah. also only solidified my dad's resentment towards this guy. Right. But n- their relationship had nothing to do with mine and hers. Right. And it was absolutely unnecessary to ever put that on us. Absolutely. But later, as we grew up, and they realized, you know, we were friends, they might have had in the back of their heads, you know, Alyssa's running with the wrong girl, you know? Oh, God. Even though I wasn't. You know, like I said, I was pretty much a goody-two-shoes, and I always tried to do what was best for everybody. Right. Um, and I always tried to make everybody else feel good about themselves That's and love exactly everyone. That's exactly how I was. <laughs> but no, your parents don't see that, you right. know? So they're only going to take what they know about your life and your history. Reputation. From, your, from my parents. Yeah. The reputation that I didn't ask for. Exactly. And people still do this to this day. And I didn't really experience that in high school because, you know, my parents moved here from Iceland and that's where I'm from. And I've never uh, mentioned that on the podcast, but I moved to the United States when I was like going on seven, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, like going on seven. And so we moved to a small town in Virginia and, yeah. you know, where a lot of like generations of families have been and yep. everybody knows everybody so I completely correct. understand on everybody knowing the yeah. yeah everyone knows your last name correct if you have the last name Smith you are XYZ yes and in where I grew up last names are so important that the most important stature people have roads named after them oh wow I kid you not there's like a, a tourist road and uh you know there's so many different That's roads crazy. of people and obviously we are nobodies we've always been poor and we've never had any clout and then my dad I think was supposed to be that guy supposed to carry on the name and like fix things and then it still ended up atrocious put a lot of pressure on me as a kid yeah and growing up but like I said, these people, like, ignored all that, and they were my friends, blah, blah, blah. Now, I kind of want to carry this over, because, you know, we want to talk about the partying and where this took me. Growing from that, going into college. I'm leaving these people behind that are my OG. Right. Right? Now I'm going into, you had, didn't experience the exact same thing as me. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in college now, but yeah. you still grew up in the area. I'm yeah, moved... but I'm not in, like, the same type of college exactly. setting that you're in. That's what I, mean. I go to a community college because, uh, fuck Money. college tuition in the United States of America. It still oh. matters, girlfriend. Get uh, it? Get yeah. Only thing that I feel like kids my age in America are entitled to are student loans, and I think that's complete and utter bullshit. No. No. <laughs> I agree. That's so, also why I decided to not go to a four-year school, not because I can't get into one. Or I couldn't get into one because right. just because I didn't want to swim in debt. Decided, hey, everybody has their decisions. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. What they want to do, and you I, took the gap year, and yep. you, you're thriving. So who cares? Thank you. So I decided to go to a four-year college, about right. four hours away from where I grew up, still in Ohio, um, for for theater. All right, and <laughs> theater, theater. I am in love with the humanities, theater, the arts, and I'll get into this eventually throughout the podcast and how much being an actor and a performer saved my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I just want to touch base on my college experience. Being in theater was one of the greatest times of my life as a major and one of the worst times of my life because 
you think in high school things are, you know, like I said, divided by your last name or things you can't help, everything in a small ta- like small theater department is political. Oh, absolutely. It literally, it, because everyone loves each other for a week, and then once the casting calls go up and people are auditioning, they're ready to just cut your throat out. Yeah, the claws come out. Beyond that. Oh, and good. then because we're a uh. small institution and because theater isn't super popular... You are in the same classes. With oh, as all of those people. Yes, every hour of the oh, day. Oh no! For four years, you're oh, in the no. same classes with no, the same no. people. Uh-uh. Dance, singing. Oh, you know, I movement, voice and speech. That. You name it. No. You are in the same classes. So you're with these people all the time. And our class was a little bit bigger. I think we had like seventeen people. Right. Musical theater and theater majors. And if you were a theater major. You did not matter as much as a musical theater major. Why? That's a good question, and I'll never know the answer. <laughs> okay. It's just simply because they think you can take, you can be a theater major and make it general. And with a general degree in theater, you can apply it towards criticism, playwriting, directing, acting. But Anything. with musical theater, it's very specific, and you have to be a triple threat. So mm-hmm. you're focusing on three things, and that's it. So people seem to think that that's more competitive or that's better or whatever. I am always a firm believer that your degree does not define your success. Mm-hmm. It does not define who you are. It's the training is a placeholder. Awesome. Correct. On a resume. <laughs> exactly. The the training is awesome, but I could get that training if I could afford it anywhere else. Yeah. It doesn't really matter that much what yeah. your degree has to say, whether you're a BA or a BFA. Like it really doesn't matter. But people took took that as some political thing, and it really segregated theater majors and musical theater majors when you should be the ones coming together. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let me... I'm not going to go too much into detail about that, but in terms of partying, I joined a sorority when I was a a freshman in college um, because of the social aspect. Being in the theater department, I was nervous because I grew up in a very, like, closed-off area, and all these people seemed like they knew what they were doing. They had been in productions their whole lives. My family couldn't afford it. I had been a theater snob my whole life in terms of what I was able to read. Whatever book I could get my hands on, whatever play, whatever little church production I could do, I would do. Right. I literally worked on a farm every summer to save up my money to pay for gas and pay for my my singing lessons when most of those students just got whatever they wanted because their parents could afford it. Right, which is inspiring and probably took you to exactly where you are today. Exactly. Like, I worked for everything, and I chose the hardest field to go into – because it's what I was passionate about, right. and I took that leap, and I took that risk. And a lot of people didn't have their back against the wall right. like that. Some might have. I don't know all their stories, but right. I joined a sorority because I thought, well, socially, it'll help because I'll meet other girls, and we'll be able to study together, and I'll be able to, like, have this thing that matters to me. Right. Right? So I joined the sorority, and once again, I'm not a big partier. <laughs> the sorority... I felt like I was close to my like my sisters, my pledge class when I was a freshman, mm-hmm. because we had to go through so much together. Right. I won't obviously reveal any of that, but <laughs> we had to go through so much together freshman year. But then when I started getting cast in shows and I was busy, they I felt so detached from them because right. the only time like they really built their relationships was on the weekends when they were partying at frat houses. Yep. And I didn't want to go because I had a focus. I wanted to graduate early. I wanted to get my crap done. I wanted to make money, and I wanted to make a name for myself. Yeah. I had a goal, and every second I would spend at a frat house partying is going to take me away from that goal. Absolutely. And it ruined 
a lot of my college experience. And it's sad to say, but in America, I tried to do the sorority. I didn't go out drinking and partying all the time. I sit at home and I studied by myself. And it ruined, I never made solid relationships in my sorority. Right. And there's not one person I could say is my ride or die for my sorority besides maybe my friend Leah from a professional perspective. Right. And that's kind of like my controversy with sororities and why people have asked me, they're like, oh, you seem like such a sorority girl. And I'm like, I don't know if I would ever truly join one because I plan on transferring into a four-year school after I get my associates from a community college because... Uh, Fun fact, your credits expire, but your degree doesn't, so there's that, and, you know, that's why I just don't see the point in paying for my friends, and yeah, you get the experience, and yeah, you get to go to the parties, and the date parties, and you get to meet all the cool frat guys, and whatever, but, like, that's not worth anything to me at this point. I agree. One thing that I will say about my sorority that I loved and the reason I never dropped out. Mm. There are girls in there that are in it for the academic reasons. Being oh, able to absolutely. Study people, study buddies. On top of that, the experience of being able to hold a position, Yeah. the experience of being part of an organization that has such great core values is yeah. fantastic. My only kicker with it is that I never got to be, I'm jealous almost, that I get to see on Instagram for the rest of my life that all these wonderful girls that I met are so close together, but I never got to get close to them because mm-hmm. I didn't go out with them on the weekend. Right. I wish there was some other way. Right. But I was not a party. I did not like to drink. I did not like to go. I did not like to waste my time. And sadly, that took away those lifelong friendships. Right. I don't feel like that butthurt about it because, you know, I'm going to make my own way in the world and make my own friendships. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to please. But it does kind of suck to see, like, how close they are and how wonderful it is. And I'm like, wow, why is the drinking and partying brings people so close together sometimes. Yeah. I just don't, I just, I can't wrap my head around that. Right. I don't and get that. So to cor- to kind of like spin off of that a little bit is what I've noticed in the United States alone is that people in the U.S. drink to get fucked up and people in Europe socially drink. Amen. I like social drinking. Right, I agree. I, like I said, with the pond, hanging out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And those are my favorite kind of get-togethers are with a couple of close friends. Yep. Music in the background. Yeah, like having a good time playing games, this, that, and third. And, me too. you know, someone asks me, hey, you want to go to this, like, frat party? Uh, no, not really. Maybe if I know a good amount of, like, the guys in the frat, but... I don't even go to a four-year school, so... Like, I and I will say, though, I have a really good friend from the frat life that when I was going to frat parties all the time at a specific college, I did make a really good friend yeah. out of it. One. It's social. You're still one guy friends. friend. I'm not crapping on it completely, no. but no. I just didn't think, I don't know, it was necessary, and I don't know. Just yeah, the way exactly. the world is, they find it to be necessary it's like funny and fun if you get too fucked up at a party and i don't agree with that it's like why not just like feel good there are a couple times where i did get like super messed up to like be part of the scene and i was too messed up and it was more embarrassing than it was yeah you get nothing like but sabotage reputation exactly there was no in between for me just because i didn't do it enough exactly and then on top of that being like this theater department where everything was so political it's like you're with these people and they claim to be like your ride or dies and this and that blah 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 (laughs) the third but like again they're only going to be friends with the the person who's going to go out who's going to make a scene who is going to be cast as the lead this semester. Like, 
there was so many politics in college in regards to my sorority and my major yeah. that even that helped deter me so much for the partying scene. And I never, I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to hang out in my room <laughs> and I'm going to study and I'm going to graduate way earlier than them and yeah. 10 strides ahead of them by the time they graduate. And here I am today. Yeah. So, and, you know, I'm, people are like, okay, well, do you ever feel bad that you're not using your degree? And the thing is, I do use my degree every day. I may not be on Broadway right now, but that was never my goal. Right. I work an amazing job with making a, a crap ton of money for what I do. I have amazing entrepreneurial skills that I can apply to whatever the heck I want, starting businesses left yeah, and right. Yeah, and it probably helps you a lot in sales, and too. It's, sales is acting, kids. Like, it helps me out in sales, it helps me out, and I also am a dance teacher. Yep. I'm doing, still doing the things that I love, applying every single aspect of what I've learned, and for goodness sakes, I got to spend three years of my life at college studying what I love. I right. love the literature, I love the history, I love the criticism, I love everything about theater and its levels and its depth. I never wanted to be a star. I wanted to be smart, and I wanted to be educated, and theater's the best way to do it because you learn about politics, you learn about history, you learn about music structure, you learn about everything. Yeah. I wanted to be a well, well-rounded individual. I don't think people give the arts enough credit. Never. No. 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 I don't think so. You can study business all you want and then go repeat it and just be plateaued at a certain point, but theater applies to everything in life. Absolutely. I know so much about everything. Yeah, exactly. So you much. do. It's Hence be- why we're doing this. Yes. It's because of theater, you know? And yeah. I definitely respect that. And it had nothing to do with partying. Yeah. I had a couple close friends in college that helped me get through, and then now here we are today, and I'm really not that close to them anymore. Right. I appreciate all their time, and I love them, and I respect them, and I will always be in their corner when it comes to what they want to do in the arts. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it was me and my goals that took me where I wanted to go, and I don't think partying is necessary. I'm here no. to tell you all... That as much as I've said, there's social stress and there are aspects of pressure when it comes to partying. I'm here to tell you, you do not have to party to find close friends. You no. do not have to party to be it's successful. actually where you find the most toxic friends. Amen. And I you can, can tell me about that because, you know, once again, <laughs> I have tried to avoid it like the plague. Mine is my palm parties. Yeah, so um, I had a friend. Uh, we're not really friends anymore, and I will go more into the whys another episode, but... I had expressed to her that I didn't really want to go out anymore. I wanted to go on weekend trips. I wanted to go to national parks. I wanted to go to festivals. The outdoors, wow. Yeah, like I Are wanted... You from like Charlottesville or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, middle of Charlottesville in Richmond, so... Yes, I know. <laughs> no, um, but... So I wanted to just go out and in quotes I said, I want to live life to my fullest and partying is not my fullest and travel girl yeah exactly and that's a passion of mine I love it and um so I had said to her hey I really want to slow down I want to go out and go on a hike on a weekend I want to go to bed early on a Friday night and wake up Saturday and spend the whole entire day coffee and do uh, read something write some poetry yeah exactly (laughs) like go out and go on a hike. Be fulfilled, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to be fulfilled. And so then I would um, get with my friend because she was pretty new to the area. And, um, you know, we would contemplate on what we wanted to do that weekend. And she would always end up saying, I kind of want to go out. And I was like, really? I thought that we just had a conversation, like, 
two days ago about wanting to be and feel more fulfilled. And so, needless to say, we're not really friends anymore. And um, Just didn't match anymore. No, not at all. And there are plenty of other reasons yeah. as to why. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just, I found myself being surrounded by people who really only called me if I could benefit them. Ah, uh, yeah. That's, and that's I had this really good guy friend who I don't, really have any I, I don't have really any negative or positive emotions towards this person but um they called me recently and I had been like reaching out hey I miss you I want to see you let's go get dinner let's hang out like I want to see you I want to spend time with you and I would always just get like a yeah maybe uh I'll let you know okay yeah I'll let you know whatever and then I got a call one day at work, and I was like, hey, not I, but, like, he was like, hey, yeah. my car is broken down at work. Is there any way that you can get me? Wow. That's how he touches base with you? Yeah, I haven't <laughs> talked to him since. Like, he wished me a happy birthday, and, you know, I haven't really talked to him since. And it just really proved to me. I was like, wow, like, I really thought that you were ride, ride or die of mine. mine. And we would go out and party together all the time, and we would do this, that, and the third together. And you call me when you have absolutely no one else to call you, knowing that I work a nine-to-five job and I love my nine-to-five. It's almost like a farce when you're going out and socially drinking and doing all these things. It's like you're building these relationships and then you realize years later, like I did, you know, after college, that were they real relationships. Yeah. And they're not. They're a farce. Because no one cares if you go to the party or not at the end of the day. No one cares. In that moment, they do for Instagram, but they don't care at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. But I do want to spin this to finish the episode are there any positives you got from doing it? Because obviously people do it because it's fun. Yeah. Are there any fun times that you had that you, you can like spin on? I know that I like to go, like you said, I like, we have a group of friends that, you know, we'll go and we'll have drinks to it. We'll get a little bit tippy. We'll listen to our favorite music and we're all safe in a home together, mm-hmm. just hanging out, making food, doing our thing. And it's some of my most amazing memories. And I have so much fun with those people. Yeah. We have a really good friend named Kevin. And gosh, he is the life of the party. <laughs> Drinks all around, like having a great time, hanging out. I mean, we're sitting here drinking champagne right now. We're having a yeah, good time. We are. It, it, it's possible. Mm-hmm. There's so many instances I could say that I had a good time, but I didn't get sloshed and I didn't put the pressure on myself to do it. Right. I didn't try to keep up with anybody in terms of how much I was drinking right. to make a statement. Right. Are there any you know instances that you can have that you say there were positives that came out of your partying or your drinking? Social? Yeah, absolutely. So... I will say I definitely, and I'm still friends with the people that matter. I've met some really awesome people going out and about who I still am really good friends with today. But, you know, and and I do owe that to going out because Mm -hmm. if I never had gone to that specific party, I would have never met that specific person, you know? I believe that everything happens for a reason and that you meet the people that you're supposed to meet with and you connect with the people that you're supposed to connect That's with. Why we're here, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the thing is is would I do it all over again? Yeah, I would because it made me the person that I am today and exactly. made me more Experience cautious. Yeah. I mean, I turned 21 like you said in the last episode. I turned 21 like 2 weeks ago. You want to know what I did for my 21st birthday? I went to a restaurant with my parents, my best friend and my boyfriend. I ordered one drink, I drank my drink, <laughs> and I went home with my boyfriend and we watched Disney Plus. Happy. 
And that was my 21st yeah. birthday experience. I did not go out to yeah. the bars. I did not have one of those, like, yeah. plaques on my body with, like, the 21 checklist of what you yeah. have to do on your 21st birthday. Right. Needless to say, I would love to do that with a close group of girlfriends right. and go to the bar with them. Do I want a big party thrown for my birthday? Right. No, I don't. Do I yeah. want to go to another big party? Not really. I mean, if it's a social event, yeah, of course. Thing is, it grew me. And I saw a lot of things, good and bad. I helped a lot of girls who needed help the nights that I ran into them and met them. Helped a lot of girls not go home with the guys that they should not have gone home with, you know? So I did help. Like, I do. I don't regret it. Right, exactly. But I wouldn't keep going. So what you're saying is, you know, to bring it all around, like... Partying is fun. You can have a good time. Yeah. You just have to be socially aware. You have to be smart. Yes. Don't get hammered. No. Right? Always be responsible. Be smart. Be willing to be the DD. Correct. The social aspect is good in, in a certain sense. Absolutely. You know? you and meet you people. can meet good people. Exactly. You grow these relationships, but it's not the end all be all. No. Right? Your whole life should not surround surround it. it no. It should not. I mean, I didn't really do it that much. I did not do it as much as Joe. Like, that's the truth. And you have and four years of life of experience on I am fine, yeah. guys. I don't drink much. I don't go out that much. And the occasional time that I do, I do it with safe people. We have a good time. And I know that if anything were to happen to me, they would tuck me in and we would be okay. Exactly. I've never put myself in a compromising position to think otherwise. Mm-hmm. And that's smart. And I'm just as fulfilled as Joe is after doing the same thing. Yep. So it's just you need to gauge who you are as a person, what you want out of life, and make sure that your drinking doesn't take away from your goals. Because Absolutely. I can tell you right here, right now, watching my parents let alcohol rule their lives changed the lives of three of their children Mm -hmm. and to put them on a path that was completely opposite of what they should have been. Yeah. Like we're all making up for it and doing our best, but at the same time it put us strides behind. Alcohol is dangerous, but it can also be fun. Yeah. And I can definitely say that I'm not anti-alcohol, but I'm anti-partying because I don't think it's necessary. I think when you gather socially and you drink and you have a good time, it doesn't have to be a party. No. Because I think a party is a social, like, wow, gathering, like, cloud. <laughs> this yeah. is my house, and this is the party, and this is what I have, and, like, blah, 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 blah. That stuff is just, no, no, no. Kids, if you're listening, go out there, have fun, be safe, be smart, don't do anything illegal. Drink in moderation. Drink know in your moderation. Limits. Know your limit. Do not drink and drive. And do ever. not think, after listening to us, do not think, once again, we both had the same anxiety that it mattered socially. Mm-hmm. And we're here to tell you that it had absolutely nothing to do. It did nothing for me. It did not benefit me. No. Whatsoever. I am still here in a different place with friends that I gathered from not partying. Yeah. And they matter so much more to me than the random people that I spent a couple nights with drinking. Yep. And just who I am as a person, I am thankful for some of the experiences that I had and the memories that I have having my occasional pond party. <laughs> but at the same time, I regret going through what I did with Alyssa and, you know, missing out on that time with her because now I live far away from her, you know? Yeah. And I wish, dear God, I wish like I could be with her now. And, you know, it did affect our relationship. Absolutely. We're good now, but yeah. it did affect it. You have to be smart. Don't be stressed about social aspects. We will have another chat about mean girls. Yes. You know, maybe high school and and how all of that affects us socially. But 
in terms of drinking, it is completely unnecessary. Do it when you want, do it safely, and do not put that pressure on your back. No, and just always be true to yourself and be knowledgeable of the people who make you feel good and those who make you not feel good because those are the people at the end of the day that are either going to have your back or not have your back. And the ones who listen to you and when you say, hey, I don't really want to go out anymore, pay attention to the ones who stop going out with you. And want to or spend don't pressure time. you to go. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay, well then let's stay in tonight. Yeah. And then me as a person, I'll compromise the other way, and I'll say, okay, I'll go out with you. Like my friend uh, Lillian and Alex, they love to go salsa dancing. They love to go out. They love to do their thing, like socially, not like hardcore, like let's get sloshed. But like I'll go out with them to a couple bars. We'll go dancing. Like we'll have some drinks. See, we'll go a little crazy fun. and go sleep on the couch, and it's fun. Exactly. And then other nights they'll sit with me on the couch and watch a movie. Exactly. And we'll make some food together. Like, and those are the Those are the people. Yeah. Those are the friendships. And they will be my latter dies till the day that I die. Like, yeah. they are everything to me. Exactly. And you are everything to me. And we did oh. not meet at a party. No, we did not. There is absolutely no instance. I think maybe one time you took me to, like... We went to a bar and we went to a frat house. We went to a bar and we went to a frat house. And <laughs> that was like, oh my gosh, wow, the same is in a whole new world. <laughs> But even that, it was just like an experience to laugh about because I didn't get hammered because I knew I was going into unknown territory. And we we still had a good time. We had a good time. It was fine. But that has nothing to do with the relationship that we have now. No, exactly. And that's the biggest takeaway is that, you know, nurture the friendships that you can meet at parties and nurture them in other ways. But don't let partying be your friendship. Exactly. Do not let partying be the core of your friendship with other people. Because it will deteriorate it and it'll be a toxic, brutal, ugly friendship. Amen. Where they do not care if you go to the party or not. Because they will go without you. My (laughs) last comment is that you're definitely way more wild than me. So I (laughs) I had all these experiences that were so, (laughs) nothing in comparison. But still, like whatever level that it is, like, again, be smart and. Absolutely. Be safe. Be cautious. Learn from it. Trust your intuition, too. If you think something doesn't feel right, don't do it. Go home, y'all. Yeah. Have a palm party and go home. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Be safe. Drink responsibly. Well, we're drinking responsibly at my home, recording this podcast. I'm going to cheers to that. Yes. Quick little cheers. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this was fun to chat about, you know, especially because me and Joe come from, like I said, completely different I mean, not us totally different bar- barbaric, like, walks of life, but... But different, different perspectives, enough. Yeah. Enough gap in, in what we know and what we don't know in terms of pop culture and life experiences. But we're able to come together and, like, have things that we agree on. We, that Absolutely. we have similar experiences. And there's other people Mindsets. out... Exactly. There's other people out in the world, you guys, that if you just take the time to talk to them, as much as you might think they're a party, or maybe they're someone like me. You met them at a party. The one time I've gone to a party, I've met somebody, and they might think, wow, she must be a party, or she's crazy tonight. No, right. it's a rarity for me. <laughs> you know, so get to know people that you meet. Get Chat with them. Discuss these kind of conversations. Learn from it and, and grow and find those people that are in your wheelhouse. Like we said earlier in high school, instead of throwing all this, like, nonsense into your relationships and thinking you need 50 million people to back you up, you only need, like, three. Yeah. Find those three people that you're close to. Find your four quarters. Yeah. Besides for your 100 pennies. There you go. Because your four quarters are worth far more than a penny. Preach, baby. (laughs) I love it. All right, guys. Well, I think we are ready 
Yeah, to close it out. So yes, I want to I want to mention um, again that this podcast is sponsored by Three X Media. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and check them out. You know any anything in regards to marketing that you need, Three X Media has got you digital videography. You name it, Three X Media is where it is at. They know all the latest trends. Check them out for the best price, and they are awesome. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> all right, Joe. Well, any last words? Have a good rest of your week or the week whenever you're listening to this. Yeah. Take care. Take care of yourselves and be mindful of the people that you surround yourself with. Because, Thanks for listening. Yeah. And be safe, kids. Exactly. Drink responsibly. Always. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>